0: Hello, everyone. Um, welcome to this month's podcast of Engineering Greatness, uh, which is an original podcast series produced by the American Concrete Institute, uh, ACI. My name is Yogi Ratsargiam. I usually go by Yogi. I'm currently working as the Director of Research at Carbon Cure Technologies. Um, carbon Cure is a carbon removal technology company based out here in Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. And we are on a mission to decarbonize the concrete industry. Um, so, I've been with Carbon Cure for like close to one and a half years now. Um, prior to that, uh, I did my PhD and master's from Iowa State University uh, like one and a half years ago. And before that, I did work in a cement manufacturing camp company in India. So, like, counting for my grad school, I have close to about eight years of work experience in concrete industry. And uh, yeah, that's that's about me. And with me today also is Jesus. Um, so welcome to the podcast, Jesus, and
1: um, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Yeah, thank you and good morning, Yogi. Uh, I'm Jesus Gonzalez, research engineer in Fortera. We are located in California, San Jose. And as you mentioned, we are also trying to become decal- the carbon, the industry, the concrete industry. Uh, and before this, I was working in a ready-made concrete company. I've been working in the industry for almost seven years. So I know I have a lot of, I love to to learn and I hope this podcast will help us both learn a little bit more and help other people to, to learn about concrete.
0: Of course, yeah, I'm also looking forward to that. Um... So I think we can start with uh, a few questions that we can have of each other, Um, just talking about our professional uh, career in the concrete industry and also about our journey. Um, So I think the first question that I would uh, like to ask you is, how did you end up in uh, civil
1: engineering? Like, when did you decide to become a civil engineer? You know, it was, it was like a weird decision because when I finished high school I didn't know what to study I didn't know what where what college go to uh I knew that I wanted to do something around math because I've been feeling all my life like I'm good at math I'm good at numbers uh so I was looking okay so what careers involve math and what can I study and I was like discarding discarding uh, some career that doesn't have any math. And I finished up learning about civil engineer and how we, because you're, you're also a civil engineer, right? Yes, I am. Yeah, so, yeah. so how we help to build the world in a way uh, and how you have to do some calculation to be able to know what sizes of beams, of columns you have to do. And that kind of taught me and that's how I decided to, to become a civil engineer. So yeah, what about you? How, how did you decide to study civil engineer?
0: Yeah, I think um, mine is kind of also similar, but um, I don't remember a time when I like actually decided to be, become a civil mm-hmm. engineer, but my inspiration kind of goes back to childhood when uh, like I was like na- nine, 10 years old. Um, I used to have lots of questions in mind about how different things operate in the world, um, especially related to the built infrastructure and all those things. But I was a shy kid and was too afraid to ask them to anyone. Mm -hmm. Um, But to my father, I mean, being a father, he knew that I I was shy. And he also liked explaining things, things himself to people. So because he knew so... If I ask one question, so he would try to explain everything to me, especially like, let's say we're taking a train, go, passing through a bridge, and he would explain how this bridge was built, mm-hmm. um, how different like skyscrapers or big buildings are built that time. So that kind of thing, like intrigued me and uh, made me ask more questions, um, and that is kind of again looking back at my uh, career is now why I think that maybe that was kind of inspiration but then cut to like 10 years later when I went to university I ended up choosing civil engineering again not sure why at that time I also (laughs) had a similar uh, journey as you like in terms of I liked science in general science and math Um, Uh so I knew I wanted to do something like civil engineering or material science Um, or mechanical but then yeah I ended up choosing civil engineering and like looking into hindsight now that I also did my grad studies masters and PhD in civil engineering um, I remember one incident again going back to when I was 12 13 years of age uh, the earliest memory that I have of building something of my own was that time when I was building a small like birdhouse using those clay bricks. Okay. And, and uh, it was kind of interesting. Like, I I don't know why I chose to build a small house, like a clay using clay bricks, a small bed house, but I did that. And why I remember that incident in particular is because um, I accidentally had cut my fingers during that process and (laughs) got scolded heavily by my parents at that time. So that's why I remember that incident. And also because that was my first experience of building Uh because it is always, you know, you feel satisfied or some when you build something on with your own hands. Definitely, and definitely, yeah. So that's why now I, when I think back, maybe I was destined to be a civil engineer. Um, although I mean now it's more kind of materials focused, not yeah. building big buildings or bridges, but still, I mean, it it is an important part of civil engineering. So and I, I think and that's I where to... it all started.
1: Yeah. yeah and and I wanted to mention the same thing that you said about us being now in the in the material side of the civil engineer, because when I was a kid, I also used to play with Legos and and try to build things, but I wasn't I was never able to build something from my own creation. I always yeah. had to look something that was already built and then try to replicate that and And I think that's that may be one of the reasons why I moved towards material. Uh, side of the construction because I don't have to build something but to help somebody else or to help all the Mm -hmm. team to try to develop something together so yeah I think that's one of the reasons why I went to material yeah and also you mentioned that uh you were a shy kid I also consider myself as a shy kid um but I think that's something that we should improve to get a better career or get a better position. So you think you have improved on that? I think, uh, well, I
0: mean, yeah, I did try like later on in my life when in my professional life, when I went into work in a company where you have to, you know, present to an audience. And so that kind of helped me. And also I was trying to fight i also have stage for it so whenever i go on stage i
1: yeah <laughs> I always,
0: yeah but now then yeah i have developed a, so now i'm more comfortable than I used i used to be but um but i think yeah these things will develop over time and i think i'm, I'm far better than when i was like what i was as a kid in terms of yeah presenting yeah. my ideas and all those things so yeah which now i think uh brings us to the next question because we talked about civil engineering um, in general Um, and then now we're working with concrete materials Um, so when was the point that you decided to choose to work with uh, concrete in general or like cement and concrete
1: i think it's kind of like a funny story because um well when i was in college we had a class called uh concrete technology so in that class. Uh, you have to participate in a contest on which they gave us like some statistics and this parameter for a concrete mix. So you have to give us a concrete with this strength and this slump and whatnot. Uh, So my team and I, we wanted to win because if you win that contest, you can go to one of the ACA conventions. Mm -hmm. So we are trying so hard to win that contest that we were making a lot of mixes every day. And it got to the point that I was so tired of just making mixes. And I say to myself, if we don't win this, I'm never going to make another conflict mix ever in my life. And we lost. And I'm still doing mixes. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that's kind of funny. Uh, The thing is that at that point, I was tired of of the conflict. but by the end of the of the class, my my teacher mentioned to me that they were looking for a teacher assistant, and at that point, I I could use some money, and I said to myself, okay, let's let's try this. And I talked to him; he gave me the opportunity to be a teacher assistant, and I think that's when I get to learn more about concrete and be and see that not only as a as a contest or as a competition uh but of something that can can I can learn and I fell in love with concrete and, and and I think that's that was the moment on which I decided to to start in the concrete industry. That's cool. What about you? Did you did you have a similar uh-huh. story or did you choose by I, yourself? I want to be somebody in the concrete industry.
0: Well I mean I kind of also have a similar story although I mean it's again kind of a little funny that Um, when I was in my undergrad second year, I guess, um, is when we used to have lots of concrete related courses. Um, Even when you study those structural analysis, you have the structural analysis courses, even that was mostly related to concrete design. Um, And I remember like out of five courses, four had to do something with concrete. And that's when like, that was like my first semester into civil engineering. And that time I had this like point this term for civil is uh, CIVL is like concrete is very important in life and which in a way is true like if you think about yeah. um concrete is the second most consumed material on earth after water right so uh, later on when I went to so yeah I mean undergrad passed away and I also learned steel design and all those things but then I ended up working with a cement manufacturing company where I used to go to different job sites, construction job sites, and do those testings with concrete. And that's when I think uh, I got more interested working with concrete, mm-hmm. um, just looking at, you know, it appears to be a very simple material, like looks like anyone can make it, right? I mean, it's very easy to make concrete <laughs> makes, but, and which I agree in a way, like it's not, Rocket science, you're not building rockets, but there is a bit of, you know, or a lot of science and engineering involved behind this, uh, making this, uh, you know, wonderful material. And like, yes, you can make a concrete, but to make
1: a good quality
0: concrete, you have to have expertise in there, right? So, yeah, I, I,
1: yeah. I always think concrete as an iceberg, you know, that picture that you have the top of the iceberg in there, it goes wider and wider. That you, you you can see that making concrete is really really easy, but whenever you start learning about cement about aggregates, you start to see that there are a bunch of things that you have to be taking in consideration be, before making a really good concrete mix.
0: I think yeah that's a great analogy uh, for concrete. So yeah, I think that's that's what that's when I decided to you know pursue a career uh, further in concrete and. Came to grad school, did all my research uh, related to cement and concrete in my master's and PhD both. So, I uh, yeah, I think I am very much uh, happy with the, the career that I chose, especially mm-hmm. in civil engineering than in concrete industry.
1: And when when um, did you decide to move to to another country to do your PhD and all that?
0: Um, it was yeah when I was in my job um, with the cement manufacturing company back in India. Um, it was kind of a different position that what I was in, it was related to technical services. Mm-hmm. So I had to get, go to different job sites, which was good, but I was not doing anything, um, anything to do with research per se. Mm-hmm. Like I was not directly involved in research and that's where I felt like I should do more, mm-hmm. uh, get involved more scientifically with this, uh, excellent material. And that's when I had started applying for, um, uh, master's and PhD to different universities here in US. And uh, yeah, luckily I got a position at Iowa State, um, which mostly I applied to, directly to the professors, uh, looking mm-hmm. at their profile. And the professor that I worked with Iowa State, uh, Wang, she had a matching interest profile with what I was interested in, um, like nanotechnology of concrete. Um, is the area that I wanted to work on and um, luckily I got that position and or, or like thankfully I, I was able to finish PhD there. So,
1: yeah. And was it easy for you to move all the way from India to, to United?
0: Well I mean it's never easy to move to a new place um, be it like even within the same country but yeah moving to a new country was it was difficult um, you know when I first came I remember everything was new to me um mm-hmm. you know it is like different altogether different continent and so far from here um so yeah i mean everything seemed different like from people to the work culture to weather like weather was completely you know different here in iowa uh, but yeah then slowly i got used to it like there were people who helped and slowly then everything became normal I was there for like 4 or 5 4 years and uh now finally like when i go back home i take time to adapt to the conditions there so it is it has now just reversed um kind of i need to go and there and adapt to conditions there um which i think you have had a similar experience although you recently moved to the states from mexico but how was your experience like
1: yeah uh like you said it was kind of similar um after being that teacher assistant i started working in in the concrete lab at my local university and then i moved to another job in a in a ready mix company as a quality control engineer and i got to the point that i was feeling that i was doing the same thing every day and and probably solving different issues different problems but the big majority of my work it was kind of like the same uh and i want I wanted a bigger challenge, and that's when I decided that having an a foreign experience out of my country uh it will help me a lot to develop a better career a better profile and and just to get out of my comfort zone and try to be better so I started applying to different works um from Canada in the States and and just applying. Uh, And at some point I had the opportunity to decide between either going to Pennsylvania or or coming here to California. And this one, coming to California was like my best option because it it is more like a research industry. And and I, I was going to be able to do different things every day. And also try to solve a problem. Uh, so yeah, I, I I got this opportunity. I talked to my girlfriend. I talked to my parents, and and they all support me on this decision because it's not like you say it's not easy from move to from a from a country to another country. Uh, and wh- once I approve all the interviews and they offer me a contract, I had to start doing all the visa paperwork. And it took me like two months to get the visa, which is a short time compared to another another type of visa as you can get. Um, and once I get it, getting here, like you say, having like a different uh, culture, a different weather, some new people, uh, being hearing English all the time, which is something that mm-hmm. I wasn't used to. Uh, so it, it is hard, it, it is really hard, but I think at the end of the day, on the, at the end of the day, it is worth it to do it. Mm-hmm.
0: I think, yeah. I mean, um, so you first decided to come to the states, then you took up this job, like which was like, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I would say I I decided first to to go out of Mexico and try to get that foreign experience, uh, and I was open to to possibilities. Either going to, to Canada or, or to to the states. Pretty much, I was aiming there because I knew that they wanted people with the ACA certifications, with which I have. And and it was funny because I, whenever I had an interview and maybe they didn't call me back or did they didn't send me a, an email, I I used to ask them, like, hey, what did you like from my profile? And they always say. Your certification, those are a really push up for your profile. Uh, so that's why I was like aiming for Canada and for the states. And then Fortera gave me this opportunity and and I didn't let it go.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think there is like ACI certifications has you know a great demand in the concrete industry in general. Because we have also been looking for people who are ACS certified. Yeah. to join us so uh, yeah I know it is it always helps um, yeah um, so like what type of research are you currently involved in at, at Forterra like what's your ev- everyday job like there
1: yeah uh, we are developing uh, green cement based on calcium carbonate and pretty much what we do every day is try to get a mix with the lower amount of clinker possible. I'm sure you know that's probably Mm -hmm. the the, the best way to to help the the environment. And every day we do mixes, just mortars, maybe concrete, maybe just pastes. And we are trying to see what works the best uh, with different combinations and all that. We measure slump, we measure flow, we measure durability. Uh, So that, I would say that's, what we do every day, being right. in the lab, like eighty percent of the time, twenty percent of the time, being watching data. I mean, reviewing data, uh, giving presentation on what we learn, what we have find out. Um, yeah. So
0: it's most like mostly hands on work in lab.
1: Yeah, it, it is a lot, a lot of hands on. Uh, I mean, you have to like making concrete because making concrete is, is hard, It's uh, demanding, and one mistake can take the, the whole mix away. So, and also you have to be posi- positive about it because I've been in that position on which you are making four mixes. Two of them are go- going pretty good and then you made a third one and something goes wrong and then you are going down now and you have to do a fourth mix and you want to go home and all that. Uh, So you have to be really positive to keep that high mind that you can do it and do that fourth mix and just continue with the day and day. Um, I can can
0: totally uh, relate to this because we are making (laughs) it today in lab too and Uh we have to collect lots of samples and there's lots of planning that we had to do like two days before making concrete today. So if you just yeah. mess up collecting one sample, then like you have to redo it again. So I can totally relate to what you're saying.
1: Yeah, and I, and I think it helps not only in the concrete industry, but in all of the uh, careers or or places. To have a positive mind and and try to see the good thing on on everything, even the bad results or the bad things that happens, and try to get the best out of it. So you said you are a director of research, right? Yes. So, some, yes, I am. what should I do, somebody like me or somebody starting in the concrete industry to get to be a director?
0: Yeah, um, I think when I started here at Carbon Cure, um, right before after my PhD um that time I was looking for jobs when I was about to finish my PhD and I ended up looking for um this position like on through LinkedIn and when I joined I joined as a research scientist uh, which involved more of like let's say 30 percent of hands-on work in lab and then more of planning what projects we should be working on um in the coming let's say three months um, then after that, so that time I had a team of like one or two people. Um, but then later on, after six months, I was elevated to the position of director where, uh, now I have a bigger team, um, mm. bigger responsibility, less of hands-on work, more of, you know, planning and guiding a team of like six, seven young research engineers and co-op students. Um, so yeah, that's about me and how I got into this position is I think, mostly based on my research in my grad school. Uh, so in my master's, I worked on uh, the thermal properties of concrete um, where I also use some machine learning algorithms which is in demand these days, uh, a lot in any in industry. And in my PhD, I worked on the nanotechnology of concrete. Um, so I guess, and also when you do research and good you're studying in grad school, you do learn different skills. Like you have hands-on experience working with TTA or XRD and all these. So I think all these things uh, helped me get to this position of research scientist, like the technical capabilities. And later on, when I moved to this director position, I think this also requires, you know, along with those technical skills to, this also requires some, you know, leadership capabilities as to, because, so suddenly now you're not doing things just on your own. you need to like decide which projects are important, you know which ones we should be taking up first and what are the different tests that we're gonna do or do we look at the data So these things I need to decide before work on working on the projects and then at the same time you have to train other people as well as to how to do a particular test in lab right so. Mm-hmm. I think all these things are involved in there So, Yeah, I mean, what is your research and um, what's your background in terms of the skills that you have learned, I think can help you get to this position like anyone in.
1: What other skill would you say, like personal skills, would you say somebody needs to develop to be successful in, in the concrete area?
0: concrete industry in general or for this position in particular are you this about? position
1: like in the research area
0: um well in research i think uh first of all like it is interesting uh to work on if you have like if you're genuinely interesting it is um very interesting to work on um but sometimes research could be challenging too like you have days when you're working on something and you're not getting good results um So I think it requires a lot of patience if you're working on a project in research, especially lab-based experimental research. Um, Other than that, I think to be a good researcher, there are a few things which from my experience, I think are important. Uh, One would be attention to details um, as to, because there are small things that matter when you look at the data that can just completely change your data so i think attention to details is is one thing then one important thing which i have recently learned is also to be free of any experimental bias uh by which i mean that sometimes we collect a data and then trying mm-hmm. to look at it and we see what we want to see from that data it's not the other it should be the other way around like yeah. you see what the data tells you not what you want to see right i mean so sometimes that can just completely change uh what the data that you have gathered gathered from that so i think that is one important
1: yeah i think in those cases uh it's really helpful to get to present the data to somebody else who can see it from out of space you know what i'm saying That's,
0: Uh, that's a great point that's definitely helpful yeah yeah so yeah i think other than that just like you know ability to ask questions and ability to solve the problems um also like identifying what are immediate problems to solve right so that is a first question and then um you know those problem solving abilities so i guess yeah all these things uh is what makes a good researcher uh, especially talking about concrete research Mm -hmm. this is what i would say yeah so talking about that, um, I think you are working right now as research engineer there at Fortena. Mm-hmm. So what advice would you give to someone who is starting new and want to get into your position? Uh, what mm-hmm. are some of the skills and abilities that will be needed?
1: Yeah, I think some of them are going to be really similar to yours. Uh, my first advice will be to always continue learning and try to learn more about uh, not only concrete, but also cement chemistry. Uh, I've been finding out that there are a lot of chemist people in the concrete industry and and they do know a lot about cement. So sometimes I've been feeling overwhelmed for of them because of me coming just from a civil engineer perspective. So once you get to see the concrete and the cement, from the inside, from the cement chemistry, I think that's when you start to understand what's happening in inside the mix. Uh, so I will I will give that advice to to continue learning, to read more about cement, and try to get in deep in deep um, on what you want to to research. And for the skills, uh, I would say you have to be a teamwork. You have to have teamwork ability, definitely, Uh, because you are not going to be making concrete mixes by yourself. You definitely need somebody to help you, at least one more person. Uh, And you have to get along with him. You have to be always positive and and, and see, like I said before, the good things in in every outcome and be able not only to, to say, hey, start mixing. Hey, weigh this up. Hey, clean that. But to be a leadership, like you said before, and, and show with the example, and if you want to keep that place clean, okay, we all both, we are going to clean together. So definitely being be a teamwork person is, is helpful. Uh, attention to detail slash being organized, because in concrete, we test at one day, three days, seven days, 28 days, sometimes even longer, And there's always the possibility that you forget that you have to test or break those cubes, those cylinders. So you have to be organized. You have to have that attention to detail and and be checking your schedule, your notebook or wherever you keep track of that. And don't forget to do do those tests. And finally, adaptability to be able to, to change on depending what are the demands on On the company because being in this position is kind of like a middle position so you are getting info from all over the place from on top from the bottom so priority change a lot over the over the the month or the year so you have to be ready to to change what you are doing and keep track of what you're doing before to then continue that work like in two weeks when that works gets back to be a priority so uh, i would say those those three skills are definitely needed to to Absolutely, become a good yeah. research engineer
0: i think yeah i agree with all all the points that you've raised here i think all these are needed to be i mean a good research researcher in general too like points that i talked about i think these are great additions to that too um i think yeah now we can talk about a bit about aci like what when was your first introduction to ACI mm-hmm. and uh, how has your experience been so far? And also, how do you foresee your involvement in future with ACI? Uh, if you can talk about
1: this. Yeah, my first contact with ACI probably was like six years ago, maybe seven, uh, when I was a teacher assistant uh, my boss in that moment, he he was going to the meetings from the local chapter. And I asked him, I ask him, hey, what are those meetings for what, what are you guys doing in there? And he invited me, hey, come over here, what we are talking about, and, and, and start learning more about concrete. And that's when when I get to meet and met them and see that they are making those technical meetings every month. They are giving those certifications. They have all these data available for you. Uh, and, I, and I like a lot because that's when I started to, to get those certifications and, and see the value out, out of them. And in the future, I I would like to contribute to the, to the ACI more. Uh, last convention was my first convention and I like it a lot. I learned a lot and I would like to be part of a uh, committee and and try to help to to develop something you know. Uh, I know there's a, a chapter in in California so I may try to look for them and, and see if I can help them in any way. What about you when did you met the ACI?
0: Um, I think it, for me the first introduction that I had was during my undergrad I knew about ACI at that time like it's a professional organization related with concrete industry, but nothing much at that time. It's only when I came to grad school um, and started going through those, you know, quotes and reports from ACI for my research uh, is when I got more involved there. And also through my supervisor, uh, my advisor there at Iowa State, um, she's an ACI fellow and I used to watch her every semester, like every fall and spring, she would go for this convention. And I just wondered like, what what is it about? So then I asked her and um, when she explained to me like there are people from industry, there's people from academics, all like small group of concrete industry people and academics. Um, So then initially it sounded to me like a good opportunity, like to be honest, a good opportunity to network. And especially from the perspective of job search, right? I mean, at that time, mostly what you think about is like looking for a job and then this is a great opportunity to meet new people. So then uh, that time I went for uh, I a convention in 2018, I think it was fall 2018, yeah, in Vegas or spring. Um, and I also presented a poster there. So there are student mm-hmm. poster sessions in every convention, I guess. So that's where I presented first. Um, And because I got a chance to present, then there were many, you know, industry people, academics coming to see my present, the poster presentation. And then I talked to them, met other people through different sessions. Um, So it was a great experience, my first convention. And after that, I think COVID happened, and then there were not many face to face ones. But I recently went to the one in Dallas last month. And since then, I think I've been pretty much involved in different things, like in different committees, um, contributing in writing reports. And also whenever I go to conventions, participating in those technical discussions, you get to learn a lot as to what research is happening right now in the concrete industry. So that way, I think it has been really uh, wonderful to work with uh, or get involved with ACI and i i believe like it is the best platform uh, if you want to grow um your career in the concrete industry and a necessary one too like you would definitely want to be involved in this one and there are like different opportunities also that you get through aci Uh, like recently i went to this uh, leadership conference in pittsburgh um, which was uh, sponsored by aci Um, and uh, I think that attending that conference through ACI has helped me in my job also because it was a leadership conference. I was new uh, to this position of, uh, of director here at Carbon Cure, and it has been helping me quite a lot to you know work with a team. So it's been wonderful to work with ACI so far, and I I think in future also I'm going to uh, be like more involved in all those different committees and doing more things with ACI in future, I guess.
1: Thanks everyone for joining us, Jaggi and myself. Thanks for listening to this month's episode of Engineering Greatness. Join us each month as ACI brings together personal or young professionals in the concrete industry to engage in intimate conversation about their life and work. So be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And for more information on the American Concrete Institute, visit us online at concrete.org. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.